Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with a special NFL Sunday championship. The Packers should still be playing, and I'm really kind of pissed that they're not. While they beat two of these teams, controlled the game against one other, and I got to admit, probably lose to the Ravens if they were to play them. But championship Sunday chat here, talking about these games, talking about the Packers' continued search for a defensive coordinator. Man, you all were crazy on Twitter yesterday about the coordinator search. Um, I know there are a couple people out there throwing some information around regarding Christian Parker being the guy. And I uh, haven't seen anything else to, uh, you know, bat that down or corroborate it. But uh, be interesting to see where that heads um, today, tomorrow, these next couple days, and see if we get any official word from Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers. In the meantime, yeah, two big games today. Um, obviously a lot been talked about when it comes to the NFC championship game, simply because the Packers should be in it. Um, I'm fascinated to see how the lions generate points in this game, simply because I think it's a game they're going to have to run the ball early and often. They're going to have to get off the bus running the football. A lot of their offense is predicated on pushing the ball downfield, especially over the middle of the field where the 49ers just make life miserable for you when you try to do that. And, you can work outside the you know, hash marks if, if you've got a guy who can uh, get the ball there consistently. That hasn't been Jared Goff's strength, let's say, uh, either this season or over the course of his career. That's why I think they have got to run the ball and try to take advantage of some of the things that we saw the Packers do against the 49ers. On the flip side, I'll be shocked if the 49ers aren't able to maybe not move the ball at will against the Lions, but I don't foresee them having much trouble in that regard, especially getting Debo Samuel back. You heard Shanahan on Friday say that he's off the injury report and good to go. Uh, that obviously bodes well. He's another big-time weapon for Purdy and company. I just – I suspect this is a game that gets away from the Lions late third quarter, early fourth. Um, I think it'll be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a good game. But I just think the issues the Lions are going to have trying to – find ways to generate explosive plays, something they've done all year long against pretty much everyone they face, but especially at home. Obviously, this is a road contest for them. I, I just think this is the 49ers are going to outlast them. Uh, and essentially just, you know, again, I, I don't see a outside of a, you know, a bounce of a ball, maybe a surprise on side from Dan Campbell. He's always good for a trick or two, uh, maybe steal a possession there. I just think the 49ers are going to be a bit uh, – just across the board, a lot more quality. Uh, and then you look at the other game, uh, the early contest today, the Ravens and the Chiefs, the Taylor Swift Bowl. I'm about, I'm all about Lamar Jackson and his taking this game over. And look, I know the Chiefs have a very good defense and their offense has absolutely been hitting its stride. I think they generated more explosive plays against the Bills, a team that had a defense that had been playing pretty damn well down the stretch. They generated more explosive plays than I, you know, remember them generating all season long. Now, the Chiefs have some injury issues, especially at wide receiver. But I think the way Mahomes and that offense has started to gel, Kelsey looking like he's turned back the clock these last couple of weeks. Um, I think they're going to make it uh, an intensely close game. But I got to think Mike McDonald, that Ravens defense, they are going to have the upper hand. They're at home, the ability to basically get off the snap of the ball with those tackles, heads turned in, trying to, you know, see the snap and then get their head back around, try and take on those pass rushers. 
it's going to be tough. And I know the, the the Chiefs are down. They're starting guard on the left side. I just think the, the Ravens are going to be a bit too much just because, A, they have Lamar Jackson, and he is such an X factor and a weapon. And the way Monken has been able to kind of unlock his potential in the passing game, again, I know the Chiefs are good on defense, but uh, I just see the, the Ravens kind of going on in this one. And I know it's boring. I know it's chalk to pick up both home teams, but we're going to get a repeat of that 49ers Ravens Super Bowl in my eyes. But we'll see. You guys have fun playing this after the game and I'll be wrong on everything. Hope you're all doing well. Really didn't have much else to say this morning other than, hey, what's going on? It's the last NFL Sunday where we have multiple football games happening. Thought I'd come on, talk about those, talk about the Packers. Like I said, the defensive coordinator search, anything that's on your mind, really. Uh, go as long or as short as you want, essentially. <laughs> Joseph says, absolutely never a reason to root for the 49ers. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm rooting for them. I just expect them to win. Dale, good afternoon from London. Good afternoon from New York City, Dale. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Van Dad, I don't hate the Lions yet. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting dynamic between Packers fans and Lions fans this last week and or kind of the last couple months, really. I mean, with as well as the Packers were playing, including a beatdown of the Lions in their place, feels like Packers fans got their swagger back when it came to that beatdown earlier in the year at Lambeau. And the Lions, you know, they obviously are on the uptick and they're on the upswing and having been so bad for so long, to have this finally looking like it's turned around, even if they lose today, they're still a very tough football team. And the Packers are going to have their hands full next season and probably for the next couple of years dealing with that Lions team. They are they are built to stay. They are built to compete year in and year out. It's not a quick fix thing. It's something they've built and they've made and kind of, you know, laid down a pretty damn impressive foundation. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I've talked about before, I'm – Certainly rooting for them in the sense that I identify with the, all the Lions fans who probably grew up thinking our team is always going to be horrible. It's never going to win anything. And now here they are, door a game from the Super Bowl. I remember that feeling. I remember when the Packers were taking on the Panthers in the NFC Championship game after years of butting our heads against the Cowboys and decades, literally, of myself as a kid thinking, I'll never see the Packers win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. And now here they are. So that's why I have a soft spot for the Lions. But I feel you, man. I feel you. This game will show us how great the Packers are. Well, that's a possibility. Tulio says, truly hope it's Lamar's time. Kid is legit. Could not agree more. Um, just I, I know he was somewhat polarizing when he first came into the league, and I know he still gets very much unfairly maligned at times, but Man, he is such a superstar in every sense of the word and for all the right reasons. You know, he is so talented and absolutely has progressed his game. When people start talking about, oh, he's just a running back or all that shit, you can safely set those people to ignore because they clearly haven't watched the Ravens this year. He has been outstanding. The fact that he has won an MVP already in the league and this season is probably his best season as a quarterback I can tell you just how talented he is and how he's still continuing to grow, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Lamar. No doubt about it. Do a Super Bowl live chat in two weeks, Nags. James, it's possible. Um, the girlfriend's folks are coming in uh, that weekend. 
and we're watching the Super Bowl with them, with her mom and her mom's boyfriend. So maybe, I don't know. It depends on the timing, but I will try. Def- definitely. Um, here we go. What else we got? We got Mike Witt. What's going on, man? Reports of Matt LaFleur offering the DC job to Parker True. Like I said at the top of the uh, stream, I haven't heard boo about it. And I know, like I said, there are a couple of reports out there. But until I hear it, and this is no shade to anyone reporting whatever, but until I hear it from Rob Domofsky, Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport, or God forbid, Adam Schefter, you know, maybe a Jason Wildey or Bill Huber, a Matt Schneidman, perhaps. Until I hear from one of those folks, uh, I'm, I'm taking it all with a grain of salt. That's just me. Ian, what's going on, man? Sup, Nags? Got to be a Ravens fan today. It is purple all over Maryland today. You'd love the weather. Hashtag purple rain. Enjoy the day, bro. Love you, dude. Thanks, Ian. Hope you hope you're well. The only thing that is concerning about that is the purple. I understand it's Ravens purple, but it's still purple. It's just not good. Why no love for Joe Witt Jr. as DC? Einhorn, that's a really good question. I actually talked about that, I believe, on Friday. Um, it is interesting that Al Harris gets all this love and all this kind of public attention. Joe Witt, who is a damn good coach, uh, has just seemingly not gotten any kind of interest either publicly or reported meetings or interviews, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe the Packers getting to- or the Packers torching the Cowboys had something to do with that, but... I tend to doubt it since most people form their interview lists prior to those games happening. I don't know. I don't know. And I always loved him as a coach in Green Bay. Um, I think he's a really good dude. I think he'd be a great leader of men. I think he knows ball, clearly. I don't know. It is a very good question. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Weird how that works sometimes. Uh... Will we let the Lions experience the pain of losing to the Niners in the NFC Championship game? Then for the next 5 to 25 years, the Packers will be back on top with Super Bowl victories aplenty. <laughs> Logan. Well, that's a lovely uh, utopia-type image you're painting there. I, 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 don't, I don't hate the idea, but uh, it's possible. Brother Love, thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Appreciate you, man. As much as I'm loving playoff football, I'm ready for next season. Keep up the great work, Nags. Thank you, man. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of torn, right? I am 100% ready to turn the page and get ready for 2024, excited about what they're going to do team building wise, roster building wise, like through the offseason, right? But man, that last hit of a couple really good football games before you get to the Super Bowl, which is its kind of own thing, right? And I know this Sunday is always special. And this Sunday is always one of my favorite weekends of the year. No question about it. And that's why I thought I'd come on and talk to you folks, because why not, right? Van Dad. Thoughts on Jordan's new do? I can't think of many things I care less about. But I do like that he uh, is out there 
enjoying some Marquette basketball. That'll, those are my thoughts on Jordan's new dude. John Simitovich, what's up? Am I a bad Green Bay fan for wanting Detroit to win today? No, no. Look, whatever, whoever, however you root, it is your thing. Do it. And if anyone tries to tell you you're a bad fan, you can safely set them to ignore for the rest of your life. Like, everything we do as far as fandom and, like, rooting interests and all that has zero effect. Zero effect on the game we are watching. So, man, go crazy. Root for whoever you want. Be you. Do you. That's all that matters. You're not a bad or good fan for doing so. You're you, which is exactly what you should be doing. I feel like Fred Rogers. <laughs> Let the Lions win it all. Super Bowl hangover is real. Now there's a tactic. Now there's a strategy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit on board with this. I mean, well, I don't have their first title since, what, the 50s or whatever. Like, okay, I'm down with that idea. And then they go back, you know, down the drain. I'm all, I'm all in on this. I sports hate the Niners. <laughs> Matt, I don't think I've ever heard it quite put that way, but I know exactly what you mean. That's pretty good. Uh, we're all just looking for a reason to cheer and be happy. I mean, for the most part, right? I mean, I think that's why people tend to, you know, glom on or gravitate to the underdog, right? It's a great story, feeling, narrative if they win, right? So I think that's why people generally tend to do that. Alec, what's up, man? San Francisco D-line versus the Detroit O-line. Who has the advantage? That's an excellent question. And I think that's a big part of how the Lions want to operate as far as they probably feel like their front five can handle their front four, right? Sewell in particular. You know, they there's zero doubt in my mind that they feel comfortable with that aspect. And I'm not saying like they're going to stonewall them or anything like that, but I do think they feel comfortable enough where we can work the ball down the field. We can give Jared enough time if they only choose to rush four, which is what they do the majority of the time, right? The problem becomes, you know, when you're going downfield, if you're the Lions, you've the middle of the field is so problematic against the 49ers. And a lot of their offense has been predicated on like the dagger route or getting things that go to the middle of the attack, the middle of the field. But of course, you've got those all pro linebackers sitting there ready to erase all of that. Right. And it's not, you know, obviously there's lots of different things at play, but generally overview, that's the issue. So I don't, I think, yes, I think the Lions offensive line can probably handle the 49ers up front for the most part until the game script changes. And that's why I was talking earlier about, yeah, the Lions are going to run the ball. I think they're going to have to run the ball, but eventually I just think the 49ers are going to be able to score like maybe again, not at will, but enough points that it's going to get the Lions behind and the game is going to have to change for them as far as they're going to have to start trying to push the ball down the field. And then when you get that front four able to pin their ears back and not worry about anything else, they're not worried about having to even, I mean, especially against Jared Goff, you're not worrying about setting the edge for the most part, right? You're pinning your ears and you're getting after the quarterback. You're not afraid of him running on you too much. Once you can do that, it's that gets problematic. You know, especially if you're having to try to push the ball down the field and you're not very adept at working outside the hash marks and things like that. I just think the the way the game sets up, 
unless the one kind of path of the the truest path to victory, I think, for the Lions is run the ball, button it up as much as you can, pound Montgomery, like just get that, eat that clock up. So hopefully you are ending in some kind of score at the end of these possessions, but you're also keeping the 49ers off the field, you're protecting the football and kind of shortening the game. You know, I think that's the way they have to approach this. But we'll say, I say all this and they'll come out five wide and they'll throw it around. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I suspect the Lions offensive line can handle the 49ers up front when they rush four. And I know they're amazing. Bosa is incredible. I'm not discounting any of that. But the Lions have a really good offensive line. And that makes the Packers, uh, the game against the Lions in Detroit, all the more impressive by the work that the Packers did up front. Uh, Tulio, is Debo healthy? Uh, yes, he was taken off the injury report or not given a designation. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said yesterday that he's a full go. Or yesterday. What is, what is today? Sunday? Friday, he said that. Um, Debo is playing. Yeah, he is. He thought he broke his shoulder again, but it was a deep bruise. Niner gang in the house. What's up, Niner gang? Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, boy. Hold on a second. There we go. Richard says, let's go Chiefs. Let's go Chiefs. Oh, man. Let's go sports. That's really nice of you. Just started following Cheesehead TV last offseason, and it was one of the best choices I've made. Best Packers coverage around. Always carry the G. Thank you, brother. Oh, Ian. Ian out here with some officiating shade. It will be interesting to see how many calls the new Tom Brady, a.k.a. Mahomes, gets today. That's the only way the Chiefs stay in the game. I've seen this team being in Maryland. They are fire right now. Yeah, the Mahomes thing is annoying because he is so talented and he is so great on his own. He doesn't need that, right? But man, I've never seen a great quarterback whine for calls as much as he does. Like there was a play, I think it was against the Dolphins in the playoff game where they, the, the Dolphins guy like comes at the end of the play and just puts his hand on like his shoulder pad or something like that. Right. And the play is still going on. And Mahomes like turns around. You see it on the replay, like turns around and looks at the ref like, come on, what are you going to call it? Like, dude, just play ball. Just play ball. You're so great. You don't, you don't need any of that, man. And of course, that that was never more ridiculous than in Lambeau Field when they played when Packers played the Chiefs and Mahomes literally got a personal foul call for a hit in bounds. Owens hits him in bounds and gets a flag. I hear you, man. I hear you. Ian. It drives me nuts. Kyle, what's going on? Oh, my God, I've missed happy hour all season and was just questioning why issues with Patreon renewing automatically. I hope this late fee makes up some. Kyle, what's up? Thanks for renewing with uh, Patreon. And I'm sorry you had uh, issues renewing, but welcome back. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Always appreciate any of the support. Are they trading Christian Watson? Sammy, no, they will not be trading Christian Watson. I think they really, really want to get a handle on those hamstring issues, but no, they will not be trading him. Uh, no more Packers ball, and I'm out of carry of the G. Off-season blues. Chris, man, I feel you. When I drank my last carry of the G, that was like, what, two weeks ago? Oh, that hit hard. That was not fun. I did not enjoy that. Jordan Love did not get that inbounds call. Hell, Kevin... 
Did you see the way his head snapped back against Parsons in that Dallas game? Most veteran quarterbacks definitely get that call. And Jordan Love as uh, Mac, not Mac, what was his name? Who's the ref? There was a ref who said, you're not old enough to get that call. You haven't been around long enough to get that call. I mean, point blank to Cam Newton back in the day. Jordan Love, got to work through it, I guess. Mike Witt, what's up? Can't take two more weeks of Taylor Swift. Go Ravens. It's such a Rorschach test, isn't it? Like, is, is Taylor Swift? She's the most famous woman in the world. She's on your television for less than, you know, 1% of the football game. You're going to be okay. I promise. Um, defensive players have any input on what we need in the new D.C.? Dean, no. No, they will not. Um, I have no doubt that Matt has talked to guys on the defensive side of the ball in their kind of exit interviews at the end of the year about the season they just had and the potential for, you know, input on what they would like to do in the next scheme or things of that nature. But when it comes to the hiring of the coach, that is entirely on Matt. Um, players don't have input on that. Two timeouts and they only needed 20 yards. Why throw into triple coverage? Chet, it's a tough, 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 tough way to end the year. No doubt about it. And look, it's always easy for us to say in hindsight and hell, even during the game and look at it and go, oh, why did you do that? But man, thought he saw something, thought he could make a play. He'd been doing it at a very high level for basically two months. Made a bad, bad, bad young quarterback mistake. And that's the kind of thing we saw earlier in the year. It's the kind of thing that happens when you're still first-year starter. Got to learn from it. It's somewhat inexcusable. You, you expect it from Jordan Love, though. Um, people comparing it to Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game with the Vikings against the Saints. It was like, yeah, Favre was at the end of his career. That, there's no way he should have ever thrown that ball. But with Jordan Love, he's young. He's, he's still firing those bullets and hopefully learning from his mistakes. That's what you want. I mean, and here's the other thing. We saw Jordan learn from a lot of mistakes throughout the season. And I got to think that being his last pass of the year, it's going to eat away at him a little bit. And I think he works on all of those end-of-game situations, two-minute drills, things of that nature, you know. But again, it's very easy for us to sit here and pick it, pick it over. If you go and look at the end zone angle, you know, we all say, oh, just run it out of bounds or whatever. But it's like it's not quite as simple as that as far as getting outside that pocket. Um and again, he thought he saw something, thought he could make a play. Marshall Duke, what's going on, man? Do you think Packers will wait until after the Super Bowl to make a D.C. hire? I'd like them to take a look at those defensive coaches from the Ravens slash 49ers. It's possible, Marshall. I suspect they'll probably make the hire this week, but you never know. Uh, they could. They could wait. I know there was a report, I think, about the Seahawks and maybe one other team that are um, legit waiting for the Ravens season to be done so they can interview Mike McDonald as a head coach. But um, yeah, I don't know. They, they could, but I suspect they'll probably make the hire this week. Just guesswork on my part. Uh, John Anderson. Thanks, man. Thanks for all you do for this community, Nags. Thank you, John. Appreciate you, man. Uh, what else we got? Do you think LaFleur told Ja to be cool? Barry will be gone in suspension discussion um no i don't think one had much to do with the other 
No matter how much he works on it, I see more four in him than 12, and we may be living and dying with more of those head scratchers over the years. It's possible, Joseph. I made the comparison earlier in the season, right? He reminds me a lot more of Favre than Rodgers, but he is his own man. You know, who knows what his ceiling is and who knows what lessons he learns from. Brett rarely learned. You know, he was chucking six interceptions in a playoff game when he definitely should have known better. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm cautious to kind of say, oh, we're going to have to live with this. You know what I mean? Because we saw such growth throughout that season. It sure looks like he's continuing to grow and learn on the job, which is what he was doing. Um, and there's a possible, yeah, could there be some head-scratching moments? Sure, no doubt about it. But um, I also saw a young man making a ton of plays and a bunch of great throws throughout the season. You know, And don't ever forget, I mean, people talk about Brett Favre, like all he did was throw interceptions. He also won MVP three times and went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. You know, it's not like he was some schlub. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. He's in the Hall of Fame. So if that's, quote, all we get from Jordan Love, uh, I'll take it. Thanks. Zach, what's up, man? Will the new D.C. be able to change our defensive staff or that would be up to LaFleur? That's an excellent question, and it really depends on Matt. Um, I suspect he could, if he wants to, be asking these guys when he's interviewing them, like, look, I'd like to keep X, Y, and Z on staff. But I also think there's a chance he could be saying, okay, look, it's a blank slate. You bring in whoever you want, and I'll keep these guys under contract. And if you want to keep them, you can. But if you want to bring in your own guys, go ahead and do so. You know, it's 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 a good, it's a really good question that we can't know without having, you know, input from LaFleur himself. Uh, I suspect, now this is just total guesswork, I suspect he'll want someone to come in and staff themselves up, like a defensive coordinator who says, all right, I want my guys. You know, that's again just guesswork, but that would be my that would be my guess. Why does Banky despise the Badgers, Nags? You know, I don't think he despises the Badgers. He just can't handle anybody rooting for or like obsessing over anything other than the Green Bay Packers. You know, and you know, look in Wisconsin. Obviously, there are some huge Badgers fans. Some really. Rah, rah, Madison, Wisconsin, Badgers fans. And Corey just ain't about that life. Look, I've known the man, what, so long now, what, 25 years almost, almost half my fucking life, which is insane to me. You got to take everything Corey says with a grain of salt. Like, just he's, half the time, he's either trying to get you to rise to the bait or he's rising to someone else's bait. Like, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. Take a breath. It's all good. Uh, what to do with Bakhtiari? Ooh, good question, Chad. Um, I suspect he's back. I really don't understand the thinking behind, okay, they're going to trade him. Well, who's trading for that contract? And yes, maybe he works out a new deal with whoever he's being traded to. But you're still going to be dealing with the ramifications of the contract. And you can't cut him. That would be like dropping a bomb in your salary cap. And the whole thing is kind of on hold until we learn about his health. Like he's had the surgeries and we know he's recovering, but I, there's no way he can pass a physical if he, you know what I mean? If he's still hurt or he's still dealing with, he's still rehabbing, whatever. So until we know that he's healthy, it's really hard to say anything when it comes to Bakhtiari. But I suspect push comes to shove. I suspect he's back. 
That's my guess. Ian, thanks again, man. Would love to get J.O. back. He made some key plays during the run. What are your thoughts? Cheesehead TV is where everyone should tune in all offseason. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, J.O. Love to get J.O. back. Justin Outen is all I can think of, and I know that's not who you mean. So give me some help here. Tamor, what's going on, man? I'm in the mood for a random super chat. I miss having Desmond Bishop on this team. He was a thumper. Desmond Bishop's best play ever in the history of Desmond Bishop plays was the cross dog blitz in New England where he absolutely lights up Tom Brady in 2010. God, I could watch that on repeat. In fact, I have. That is just a great, great, great play. Jonathan Owens. <sighs> I don't know. I doubt it. You got to get better at safety. Like, I understand, like, he's stepped up in moments, but he's also disappeared in way more and missed tackles and taken bad angles. And I really thought he'd improve this year way more than he did. And you have got to get better on the back end if you're the Packers, like 100 million percent. And you're not improving really in any major way by bringing him back. So I, Maybe they do because they can get him somewhat cheap slash reasonable, you know, something like that on the uh, salary cap. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I need a lot better from the safeties in Green Bay next year. This year was tough to watch. I mean, they had four guys vying for two spots, and nobody ever really jumped up to get it. It was more like Savage and Ford by default at the beginning of the season. And then, yes, Owens was kind of put into the mix as the year went on. We saw Anthony Johnson Jr. at times, but man, they need a lot better. A whole lot better. Um, make sure I got everything. Got all the super chats. Very good. Owens ain't a priority signing. Yeah, Joseph, you're not kidding. I don't see any of the current safeties returning. Zach, yeah, I think there's a possibility that is the case. I think Savage, It's there's a potential there. Um, I suspect they'll probably let him hit the market. And then if, you know, the draft falls a certain way or they get one of those pre-draft signings that Brian likes where, okay, I don't want to have to fence myself into any particular need in the draft. Maybe he brings him back on another one-year deal or something. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, you've got to force yourself to get better there. They have to get better. And, look, Brian did it at wide receiver, right? I mean, he tore that thing down and had it rebuilt by the end of this season maybe you can do the same thing at safety this year but man yes they need to get better there zero question about it all right buddy i gotta get going i cannot thank you enough for hanging out on this championship sunday talking some ball talking some packers really appreciate it everybody hope you're doing well and please hit like on this video subscribe to the channel turn on the notifications so you know when we're live and then tell your friends and tell your family cheesehead tv we are devoted to green bay packers fans worldwide Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Enjoy the games. I'll talk to you on Monday. Go Pack Go.